You remember how to do this? Nope. <laughs> That's not what you're supposed to say. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast, where we cover anything related to behavior change that will increase your long-term wellness and happiness. And now here are your hosts, personal trainer and RNs, Matt and Jenna Lane. Welcome back. What is happening, ladies and gentlemen? My name's Matt. And I'm Jenna. And we host this here podcast, the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. Holy hell, where the hell have we been? It has been three months since Jenna and I have done an interview-style podcast, which is how this started out. Uh, my name is Matt. If you're new to the podcast, I'm a personal trainer and a registered nurse. I specialize in behavior change. I focus on that mental fitness. And this podcast is all about implementing behavior change for your long-term wellness and happiness. Jenna is also a registered nurse. We started this podcast back in when? August of 19. Yep. And we were we were going strong, 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 like hardcore. And then we hit this point where it feels like we... We did not lose steam. We just. We needed to regroup. We needed to regroup. And I wanted this podcast to be very intentional of just explaining what that's looked like, what it's felt like, you know, where it's been. It's not an apology at all. It's, I guess, just sort of shedding light on it because we live this life of fitness and, you know, Matt Lane Fitness, the brand and all that. And it's, it's so the point of why I started this podcast, why I started this company, why we why we do what we do and we are as transparent as we are, I want to always be transparent and and show what we struggle with, what we go through because everybody goes through very similar things when it comes to their journey. Jenna, how you feeling? Great. Great. Glad to be here. Is that is that it? Is that it? Yep. Rem- I mean, do you remember how to do this legitimately? Yes, I do. Okay. And we're forgetting our gratitude point. I was not I was not there yet, but I guess we can be. It's time for the gratitude point. If you're new to this podcast, a gratitude point is something that you think of that you think of off the top of your head right now, something that you're grateful for. The point of it is to shift your perspective. Shift the perspective that way when you're having a down day, when COVID's kicking the world's ass, it's going to be okay cuz you're able to have that perspective shift. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, So, of course, we're still right in the trenches of the pandemic. Thank you, COVID. And, um, you know, we're in the middle of the holidays. And that's been something that I think we've all been looking forward to as a bright spot in our day is being able to, you know, celebrate Christmas. However, differently that may look this year and our plan for Christmas um, was to just celebrate with just, a, you know, my best friend, her husband, and our goddaughter. So it would just be the five of us. And um, unfortunately, my best friend's husband um, was just diagnosed with COVID. And of course, my immediate thought was just, this year sucks. <laughs> and, um, you know, why did it ha- have to happen for my Christmas? Uh, I had all this planned out for Emma mm. and I was so excited about her gifts. Um, and yesterday we had our little modified Christmas, um, in their driveway with masks on and, you know, 10 feet apart. And so we were just, uh, not really participants in her Christmas. We were just observers. Yeah. Um, 
And even though it was different and it wasn't ideal, we still got to see them and, you know, spend time together, even though, and I mean, luckily it was good weather, so we were able to do it that way. Yeah. Um, but a lot of things look different now and will probably look different for a long time because of the pandemic. Um, but I'm, I'm grateful that we all still have our health uh, that Stevie's doing better, that Emma and Melissa are healthy and the yeah. baby's healthy. My best friend's pregnant. And, um, you know, we're just trudging through this. Yeah. I, um, as you were talking about that, I was just thinking and grabbing my gratitude point. And I, I'm grateful for longevity in our relationship. I remember when we first got together and how we, we went through a lot of ups and downs, like a lot of relationships do. Mm-hmm. But it, it truly feels like such longevity that we have the ability, like we've built such longevity possibilities. If that makes sense, like your mm-hmm. ability to sort of absorb whatever bullshits in my head or whatever bad mood <laughs> I'm in or whatever, like your your ability to absorb that and just roll with it makes it so much lighter for me. You know, like so earlier today. I was literally getting out of the shower. I didn't feel great. You had been working on the house all morning. Um, I had been helping, but not in the fashion that you would like. Um, So we were both a little perturbed with each other, but nothing like crazy. And then you're like, hey, Matt, hey, Matt, something's in the oven. We're like, what do you want to do with that? And I'm sprinting out like naked with barely a towel on and my stomach's hurting. And I just walk in and I look at you with just absolute just, I want to kill you. <laughs> You're like, you might want to look at that in the oven. And um, I just, I took, I took what was out of the, um, in the oven, took it out, put it on the uh, counter and then just walked away. But in that moment, in like, I was just so bothered by that moment. And it was mainly because my stomach was hurting, but you just rolled with it. You're just like, oh, okay. You know, like he's okay. Be a little, be a little bitch for the moment. That's fine. <laughs> and, um, that was it. That was the end of it. And you have that ability to do that in every situation with us. And it's, um, I really believe that that creates longevity when you learn how to work with one another. And I've said that before, but the word longevity comes to it. So I appreciate that about you mm-hmm. and us. Yeah. I, I could have guessed and messed it up. <laughs> Instead, I just hollered at you. That seemed what And what to safer. do, what yeah. to do with what was in the oven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so Jen and I have been talking about it, like getting back into this podcast. And I said that I wanted the first podcast to be whatever rolled off the tip of our tongue. I don't even know what the title is going to be. You know, in my head, it might be something like, where the hell have we been? Something like that. But I want to sort of talk about like, where have we been? And I don't mean just physically, like, where have we been when it comes to this podcast and you know, we've made we've made adjustments. I've made very intentional adjustments in the scheduling of creating yeah. content with others and creating content around us and the business and all that. Like, where are you, Jenna? Um, well, I think to kind of explain, I think it was maybe midsummer we started having some of these conversations, or maybe late summer, some of these conversations of like we're not spending time together. Yeah, uh, there's a disconnect, um, even in the you know, my friend watches group, like it was just all business and we weren't really like, there was no friendship. There was yeah. No and you guys were losing being creators. You were just yeah, robotically collaborating yeah. content, which I think was not 
it didn't have the longevity. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> to use your word. Um, and I think I felt it a lot um, in a different sense because even though I'm involved in a lot of the content one way or the other, I'm not really a creator. So I wasn't it's a different experience for me yeah and it's a different um i don't know it's just a totally different experience and so when you guys maybe are feeling you know i think we all have those days at work which is what that is um it's fun for all of us to have those experiences but it is work too right like you're this is your either your side hustle or main job or your main job and um uh, it's just a different experience. So yeah. I, I kind of felt like I was losing myself or like my limited time of like just alone time. You know, I'm, I'm tend to be on the introvert side of things. Yeah. And, um, I need that like reset and regroup time. And I just wasn't having it. And it wasn't that I wasn't enjoying what we were doing. It was just, maybe too much of it or I just didn't have that time to myself. I think that's it. Like we were enjoying what we were doing, but because we didn't have that independent time, uh, you know, couple time, it it made everything feel like it was just such on a time restraint and, you know, like sort of, sort of paint out what our actual schedule looked like. It was Monday through Friday. We would go to work uh, 8am to 5pm and in between there, I would work with clients at night. Um, I would create content. I would shoot. I would edit. I would communicate with my editor. I would catch up on emails. Um, I would talk to the crew about what we were doing that following week. It does not sound like that much, but all the little intricate details with all the different social media platforms with the podcast, I still ran the podcast. I still got content out, even though they weren't interviews. Um, you know, two videos a week plus a live every Sunday. Um dealing with the internet issues like the car uh, got got the car in the wreck and all that and like again I'm not complaining but it it goes to show you what it looked like so every single Saturday and Sunday those were only two days off Saturday was balls to the wall cleaning the house and being human and just doing those things which was sun up to sundown pretty much and then Sunday rolls around 9 a.m all the way to 7 p.m we're creating content uh, for my friend watches and with the crew and like I had to fit everything around that those seven days and there just there was not enough time. I felt the quality starting to slip just a little bit. The mm-hmm. relationship started to slip and then you brought it. I think you sort of brought it up and that was the straw that broke the camel's back where I was sort of like, that's it. Like there's got to be a change. So now it's every other Sunday. This is one of our quote unquote off Sundays. We're still creating content, but it's much more togetherness and downtime. And I've I've talked about it in the past that Um, there's been some days that I don't get a billion things done and I know that those days are necessary. Mm -hmm. Uh, As much as I don't want them to be, I know that they're 100% necessary. And I have absolutely seen a shift in me in my like anxiety and all that because my anxiety was like sky high. Mm-hmm. My anxiety, like, and I yeah. felt like all I talked about was like, I just don't have time. I just don't have time. That's all I said. I got sick of hearing myself saying it, you know? And like, I know that if I'm getting sick of me, everyone around me has to be getting sick of me. So he told the crew, let's, let's kick, let's kick this back a little bit. I have to make time. I, I have to make sure that my priorities are where they should be. And I've seen you come out of the hole that you were in. Uh, I mean, 
my sleeping is now a little better. Like everything has improved mm -hmm. because we've just taken that quality time. Now every single Monday um, or at least once a week we're doing something for dinner unless you just say like I'm really not feeling good like we did this previous week. You know, like all of that intentional time is happening mm -hmm. and it's 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 not shocking, but it's impressive to see how kind of how quickly it turned things around. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's true. Um I, I don't even know what I was gonna say if it's even relate relating to what we're talking about, but I think Good thing is you can talk about whatever you want. This really doesn't have a major topic. Yeah, true. Because it's like a first one back. So go ahead. Um, you know, I, I've i struggled um, all of my adult life with oh, yeah. my mental health. And, um, you know, I really felt that slipping. Um, I had kind of been in a bad spot because of um, work. And then I kind of started headed back the right direction and then you know we just got so busy and um you know I've had to learn what had started look started heading back in the dire right direction what does that look like explain uh I mean just just trying to claw my way back to the surface with you know not eating super processed foods and staying away from sugar and not drinking so much caffeine like I know all of my coping mechanisms like sugar is one of my first um like normally i i can say no to a donut or a cookie or whatever because i know i mean that that's a headache trigger for me so it, it's there's a very direct physical <laughs> yeah. correlation when i you know eat something sugary but um but are you talking about like when you were actually working out hardcore and stuff like that is that what you mean no like the spring like when we change jobs and yeah. you know I, I felt like that was a big um weight lifted off of my shoulders and I started yeah. you know just being mildly active again yeah um and then I just kind of felt myself slipping back again and it was just it was time for a hard reset um and you know I'm certainly not where I'd like to be mentally or physically currently but I'm I'm headed in the right direction again and and that's the most important piece. I think that you're you're not only in the right direction. I think you've made some actual steps in progress. Like I can feel it. Yeah. Um, I can see it. Yeah. I mean, um we are our own worst critics, but Yeah. I I agree. And you know, you know, one of my uh, one of the people that I really look up to most uh, is in, in the mental health realm is Brene Brown, and I know I've mentioned her several times before, but um, some things really ring true sometimes as what she said as far as us um, struggling to actually en enjoy joy. Yeah, um, and I am I know that when I was um, working out every day and very disciplined and really driven. Um, there was always that voice in the back of my head of like, um, don't get too fit or don't lose too much weight because you're going to have to answer for that once you lose track and gain all this weight back. What? Um, yeah. I mean, that's just, wow. That's, uh, I mean, that's always going to be a voice and I think you need to be aware of it and not ignore that voice but you know face it head on 
L- let me think about that for just a split second. So I'm trying to like relate to that. I'm trying to understand that because I'm trying to think if there's anything like that that I've experienced of like there's a voice in the back of my head saying like you're basically going to drop the ball on this. You're going to screw this up. Maybe it maybe it hasn't been with my physical like journey, my fitness journey. Maybe it hasn't been, uh, but maybe it's been, maybe it's been like the confidence. So maybe, yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe it's been the confidence for me. I'm saying this to translate for somebody that might mm-hmm. not have ever felt what you felt. Um, so I guess I can relate to that a little more than I thought. Yeah. So why don't you hit on that point that you talked about with depression and what it looks yeah. like? Well, and I've thought of some other things too, of just, my mental state or things that I've realized that I've convinced myself of that really aren't true when I think about it. Like I know um, earlier this year I had talked to you a couple of times about how um, I wasn't going to wear makeup in the videos and it was because um, I wanted to be myself. Yeah. And while that piece of that I think was true, um, I was really struggling with my mental health then. And I think looking back on it, I, it was too much of a task for me to think about putting makeup on. Wow. It was too much of a task. And the other side of that is I didn't think that it, it was worth me trying to make myself look better. Like I didn't, I didn't think that I was worth that effort of trying to just, you know, cover myself up. That puts a, that puts such a different twist on when I, when you verbalized why you weren't putting the makeup on, I was very excited for you. I was like, Oh my God, that's badass!" Like, you know, that no, I don't give a damn what people think that for you. I thought that was such a, like a strong point for you, but mm-hmm. it, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was a, and I, I think there's two sides. I think there to was that. two sides to it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I think that one, there is a bit of strength as far as like, um, and all of my twenties, I would never leave the house without makeup on. And, which is silly to think about because it would be like a very minimal amount of like powder and a little bit of like Maybelline mascara. It wasn't any sort of like, wow. Yeah. Her makeup looks great. She's going to the prom. Yeah. Yeah, Like it just, and I mean, I'm, I'm glad to say now in the second half of my thirties that I'm, I'll still go to the store with no makeup on. And that is not an act of like, I'm not worth it. Um, it's just an act of fuck it. I don't care what you think. Yeah. Fuck it. Exactly. That's (laughs) how it should be. Like I have dark circles under my eyes and so do you judgy lady over there at the grocery store. Judgy lady. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, like that part. Yes. I'm very proud of myself to have gotten to that point in my life. I don't think I've like let myself go to, and that's why I don't feel like I need to wear makeup on all the time. But I think specifically, in that instance, it was me saying, it doesn't matter. You're not going to look better. Why even waste your time? Damn. That's too much effort. Um, mm. That was more prevailing thought than, I'm so confident. I don't need to wear makeup. Damn. Um, but I think conversely, because I've kind of wrestled with that. Like, what does that say now that I've been wearing some makeup and i i think it's just an opportunity to overthink it <laughs> that's okay could be <laughs> so 
while we're still on this subject, well, paint a picture. Paint a picture that you painted me that night when we were in bed. What the hell is it with 1030 at night, 1045 I at don't night? Know. Shit always happens that like we'll be going to bed and it's always when I'm exhausted, which is rarely that I'm exhausted when I'm in bed. So what will happen is Jenna and I will be getting into bed and whatnot. And then, like I just explained, that's the time that it always pops up. But out of nowhere, she's like a philosopher <laughs> or she's talking like her brain just races, races, races like mine does on a daily basis. But um, this was another one of those times where it was just you just kept rolling and as fuck it, you just kept talking. That's what it was. Yeah. But I say that that with I say that not as a bad way. What you explained made me made me wake the hell up. My eyes were wide open. My eyes were wide open when you were done explaining what you were explaining. So if you can remember that, try to Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know I don't know that I can fully take credit for that. I don't know if it's something that I've read before and it's come back to my mind or if it's just an elaboration of something else that I've read or, or heard or whatever. Um but I was thinking the other day uh, to try to explain to someone who doesn't deal with clinical depression. Which would be myself. Yeah. Like, I feel like if you if you haven't experienced it, you, you don't know. And, you know, I've struggled for a long time with the acknowledgement of having depression. Because I feel like society thinks of depression of you're depressed when something bad has happened to you or you're depressed because you have a bad life. And although sometimes those do go hand in hand, depression affects anybody. It's, it's not, it's not selective. It doesn't just affect people who are unfortunate, you know, in whatever kind of way, like you can be leading a fantastic life and still have depression. It has nothing to do with your partner or the house you live in or how much money you make or your career it just is what it is. Um, and I've always thought of being underwater has always been my like mental picture of when you're depressed, you're underwater, but then there's a hard line, right? Of like, you're either above the water and breathing or you're under the water and you can't breathe. No matter how far down in the water you are, you still can't breathe. So to me, that's never been the right picture of depression. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. So I was getting ready the other day and I was trying to think like, what is something that I could paint a picture of with depression? Um, and that's when I came up with the well idea. Um, so let me just try to. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Verbalize it back the way I did the other night and help me if I miss any points. You need a second to chew on it and figure it out. No. So, this is my idea and it's my idea. It's not a professional opinion. It's not, it's, it's whatever you can disagree with me, but this is my own personal idea of what depression is. It's falling down a well, hundred feet deep, let's say. Um, you're so far down in the well when you're in the pit of your depression, that speck of light, the top of the well is so far away. You forget what the light looks like and you get comfortable at the bottom of the well sitting where you're sitting and you become just complacent with it. It, You're, you're so far away. You don't even try. You're never going to get out of the well. Right. So um, then something may happen to make you realize, 
I miss who I used to be. I miss what used to go on in my life or whatever. And you're like, okay, what's the first thing that can really propel me up the well? well that's usually, you know, taking an antidepressant, which is perfectly fine. And that antidepressant is the rope that gets thrown down in the well and it propels you like halfway up, like 50 feet up, right? So that gets you halfway there. And 50 feet is all all it's going to take you? Yeah, I think just yeah. for, for my mental example, right? So that... Got it. That, I mean, that's halfway. You've, all you've had to do is start taking a pill every day and it's propelled you halfway, right? I mean, that's 50% more than you were before. And you mean that simply because the chemicals in right. your body are elevating uh, right. and all that. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's a fantastic way to get that 50 feet. Um, Cause without it, that would be uh, nearly impossible, if not completely impossible, yeah. you know, but, and I think this is because I've also never understood why antidepressant commercials said one of the side effects is uh, suicidal ideations or suicide. And yeah. I, you know, never really understood that until I've been through this myself is that you get suddenly propelled halfway there quickly. Yeah. And now you can see what you've been missing a little bit better. You see the light at the top of the well and you realize, well, I got halfway, but now I'm gonna have to do the rest of the half myself. Yeah. And that's really hard. And, um, I sat at the bottom of the well for a long time. Now I see the light better. I see what I've been missing. I see what everyone else is doing and there's no way I'm going to be able to get the rest of the 50 feet on my own. I'm not going to be able to get all the way out on my own. And you realize. You feel even more exhausted then because you're yeah. like, shit, even, yeah. even the medications can't get me there. Yeah. It can't get you all the way. So it applies more pressure. Yeah. And you realize, you know, the higher up you get, the harder you're going to have to hold on. Uh, the more you're going to have to change, the more you're going to have to give up as far as um, numbing, as far as uh, coping mechanisms. And it's going to be harder and you're going to have to hold on harder. And I think when you realize that if you struggle with depression, if you struggle with a chemical imbalance, you're always going to have to hold on. You're not. And I, I know some this might sound really depressing, but you're never going to get out of the well. And I think once you realize that you're either going to have to hold on for dear life at 50 feet down, or you're going to have to hold on for dear life right at the top of the well, you it's better to live at the top, right? It's just getting from one place to another is really difficult. Yeah. Um. And when you slip, sometimes you realize it's easier to just slip and then you slide all the way back down. Um, and I don't know that that's in my mind. I can completely see this person hanging 50 feet <laughs> in the air and thinking about how hard it's going to be to climb up that last 50 feet. And I hope you guys can see it too. I don't know that I explain stories as no, I th well as the best storyteller. But. No, I, I think that when you sit there and try to picture that well, it makes total sense. And th this goes very hand in hand with what I've been experiencing lately and sort of a new conclusion that I've come to with happiness and how I've talked about it many times. And we had a specific episode on this podcast, I'm pretty sure, where we talked about peaks and valleys, mm -hmm. talked about how your fitness journey, your wellness journey, your mental health journey, your mental fitness journey, your 
any success you've ever had in life if you became uh, a musician, an artist, a vet, a doc, uh, went to school, whatever. Whatever success that you've ever had has never been a linear path. It's never been just straight up, all right, we're just traveling. We're just going straight up. It's never been that way. On that road, you have had peaks of, holy shit, look what I did. I did great, to crap, I failed the test real bad. Oh, crap, I fumbled the ball, I whatever. And then it goes back up and back up and back up and down and down and down. And it's just, that's how it's supposed to be. That is truly how it's supposed to be. That is logical. The point is this. You have your peaks and valleys. Yes. Are they going on an upward trajectory as a whole? Is an average trajectory going up? That's the point. That's better than yesterday, every day. It's not perfect. It never should be. There, it, being perfect sucks. I never want to be perfect. I'll never be perfect. I'll never fake to be perfect. Fuck perfect. Mm -hmm. And happiness is the same damn thing. Mm -hmm. You know, like my fitness journey uh, this past year, I got hurt, which sucked because I was getting really strong, man. And it sucked. I'd never had a significant injury when it came to training and it hindered me. And I was like, shit, what do I do? So I had to focus on other shit. Uh, I, I couldn't just tap out and be like, that's it. It's over. I took two weeks and I didn't work out at all. And I hated it. I was miserable. I fucking hated it. And now I'm doing fantastic. I'm waking up stupid early in the morning. I'm very motivated. I'm driven. I'm creative as hell. I say all this to say that peaks and valleys are in everything that you can do mm -hmm. and everything that you do. And what you said was when you have this level of acceptance, of understanding, you do have depression. It is a chemical imbalance. It runs in your family. It's hereditary, mm -hmm. whatever. If you can accept that instead of fighting it, it brings you to a different level. And honestly, it's, it's a perfect way to cope with it. If you yeah. try to ignore it and you're like, nope, that's not me. Nope, that's not me. That's, that is not logical. Um, it truly shows you how to, that's, that's truly handling it, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I mean, and I think for the longest time, I really was looking for the fix. There you go. And the destination. Yeah. And it's not mental health is a journey, just like life is a journey. And there isn't. Uh, Wait, did you say mental health is not a journey? Mental health is a journey. Gotcha. And just like everything else is a journey, there really, you're, you're not looking for a destination. You're, you just got to enjoy it along the way. And once I realized that I wasn't just in a funk, like I wasn't just in a depression, I have depression. I think there's a difference there um, that this is something I'm going to have to continue to fight. And I think when you, when I realized that um, it made a big difference as far as me looking for a destination versus me making a long-term plan. So let me ask you, and I'm not saying you're right or wrong because I don't, I don't struggle with clinical depression, but is it a fight? Is it legitimately a fight? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I fight that voice in my head constantly, mm. all day, every day. That voice of, you know, it might be something as little as, um, you know, uh, I don't want to take the stairs up to, you know, I, I work on the fourth floor, like take the stairs every morning. Um, you know, I don't want to take the stairs because it was raining out today. Like that one has no correlation with the other. Yes, very true. But you know, like that's my sure. That's my justification. Um, or and and that grows from there. I know I've used the stairs analogy many many times, but oh, I'm gonna get the dogs out. Keep talking. Okay. 
Keep talking. Uh, but it's that voice. Can you still hear me, though? Um, that I have to overcome all day, every day. And the, the struggle is that you don't have a reprieve from that voice. It's not like I'm frustrated with you. I leave and go for a drive and get a reprieve from the voice. Like that, that self-doubt, that self-pity, that self-whatever is always there. I don't get a break from it. Okay. All right. Okay. I mean, again, I'm not saying you're right or wrong. Um, you know, knowing that it's a fight is tough. You know, I, I've often said that, you know, the words you use are very important. I think the intention behind it is even more important. But, you know, knowing that it's a fight for you gives me a little bit more of a perspective and understanding, you know, that's why you're maybe a little more tired than I would be if we did the same exact thing all day long. Maybe it's a, more of a mental battle, literal battle, yeah, literal battle. Well, and that's what, and, and I've mentioned this before, but when I was, uh, you know, just starting and nursing, I thought it was so weird that people would have a, everybody, if you had a history of anxiety, you had a history of depression, like those go hand in hand. Yeah. And in my mind, you know, anxiety was, make you know you do things quickly and anxiously and then depression is you you do things slowly and you're you know sit on the couch and i'm like how can you have anxiety and depression and realizing that your anxiety makes you have depression or your de depression yeah. makes you have anxiety they yeah. really do go hand in hand and then realizing that i actually was struggling with that and didn't even realize it <laughs> yeah um you know, they really do go hand in hand. You can be anxious about being too depressed to do anything about your anxiety yeah. or vice versa. Um, and it, that's a snowball effect for sure. But the more, I feel like the stronger you get with, or the stronger, stronger I get with ignoring that voice or doing the opposite of what that voice says, that self-doubt, that, you know, whatever it is type of voice um the better i get at ignoring it more and the weaker that voice gets okay okay i like that so you know we're on the topic of sort of dealing with things and whatnot and my uh i want to highlight my sleep because three months ago when, when our last last one i didn't have any issues sleeping but I, I think I've I legitimately developed insomnia. Like, would you would you seriously think I had insomnia? Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, um, I could not sleep for shit for probably the past three weeks, maybe a month. Was it longer? Not you think? Maybe uh, you struggle anyway, but the past month or so has been has been bad, terrible. I mean, just real bad. Uh, even when I can fall asleep, it's garbage sleep, and. There was one night, I mean, and I, I've done, I've done everything. I've taken z I've stretched before bed, I've meditated, I've reduced the stress, I've done the blue blockers, I've, I've done just anything and every, every anything and everything you could think of, I've probably tried it. And it, it just, nothing touched it for some reason. What normally would knock me the hell out to sleep, um, you know, drug wise or whatever, just never worked. And I remember after so many frustrating nights of waking up and almost stomping out of the bedroom just because, like, I was exhausted but could not fall asleep, I started developing anxiety around it. 
like 10, 15 would roll around and I'm like, I need to start going to bed or getting ready for bed. I would have this anxiety start building up. I'd look at the bedroom and I would get a little more anxious. And I was like, what the hell is this? Like, I've never felt this before. And I think it was just the level of stress that was around because we haven't been uh, every other Sunday now for a while with the content. Um, It's been maybe two weeks, three weeks. It hasn't even been a month yet, I don't think. And regardless, there was one night maybe a week ago that I was like, fuck it. Fuck it. I'm going to be tired. That's what it's going to be. I'm going to be tired. Okay, I'm going to be tired. So I was like, well, I'm just going to stay up because I can't sleep. And something about that shifted that night. I think I still slept like shit, but I, in my head, there was such a hard switch. And I remember the next day, I was like, yep, I'm tired. Okay. For some reason, that following night, I slept better. And I think it was such a level of acceptance of like, all right, bro, I get it. All right. The anxiety had become worse than the exhaustion. And I haven't had a sleepless night since. Uh, Granted, I've been taking ZMA. I've been taking uh, some supplements and whatnot to help me sleep. But and now I'm actually in a very regular training uh, routine and whatnot. I'm, I'm exerting myself more physically. That was around the same exact time frame that I was like, fuck it. I'm getting up every morning. I don't care if I'm tired. Like I'm going to, I'm just going to go. It was a very intentional decision, but the whole point in saying all that was there's such a gift of acceptance that you can give yourself. If you just start to accept it and be like, this is what it's going to be. And then just learn to deal with that or cope with that. Or how do you make it better? Like, the anxiety that you experience can start to dissipate. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, as you were saying that about the depression, like that's what it reminded me of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, something that I say to myself often that motivates me to do things when I really don't want to do them. <laughs> like what? Uh, I mean, just anything. Um, you know, I've really tried to... Um, not put myself last. I think that's an, a common thing is you, you'd be willing to do all sorts of things regardless of how absurd they are for other people that you love, but you would never think about doing it for yourself. True. Um, and, you know, saying the thing to myself of um, tomorrow Jenna's going to be disappointed that you didn't do that today. Uh, don't, Ooh, I like that. Don't leave that for tomorrow, Jenna. Tomorrow, Jenna's not going to appreciate that. I like that. Um, and it's just for little things or it's for, you know, bigger things like working out in the morning or going for a walk or Which you've been, you've been doing that lately. Yeah. And, you know, you know, many tomorrow, Jenna's from now, um, I'm going to be glad I'll see those results and be, be glad physically and mentally that I've kept that up. Yeah. Um, and I think changing your mindset of doing things for yourself is not selfish correct um well I t- i'm gonna take that back selfish is a good thing go ahead it is and, and i th- i think that's an, uh, a whole other podcast yeah we can i get agree into i agree of you know the the prize is who can be the most selfless and and turn, yeah. yeah you lose yourself you do i think selfish is actually selfless because if yeah. you aren't good for yourself you're not good for anyone else yeah 
Um, but you're right. That's a that's a whole podcast that right there. Yeah, but you know, I would do things for you or for the dogs or whatever, and then save the one thing that I was like, I would really, I should really do that or whatever. I would save it for the next day, and then you know, tomorrow Jenna's annoyed with today Jenna. Like what? I mean, just just simple stuff. I mean, it's literally as simple as you know, um, putting the laundry away from the dryer because now I'll have to do that in the morning to have unwrinkled clean clothes Got it. or, um, you know, stopping at the grocery store cause there's something that we need yeah. and we're completely out of or whatever it is, you know, getting gas the night before instead of on your way to work. Cause yeah. I think all of our tomorrow selves have all been upset yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about that decision. I'll get it tomorrow morning, yeah. the following morning. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and wrestling with, um, today of Jenna versus tomorrow Jenna, um, and not disappointing my tomorrow self. That's been one of my focuses. I like that. Is, um, thinking more about what I would want. I like that. And working on it today. I like that. Let's talk about, um, let's talk about some good shit that's been happening though. Let's talk about, um, I'm very excited. What a perfect time to plug. Um, I'm very, very excited about the 30-day full-body group challenge. It's done so, so well uh, over on the main Matt Lane Fitness YouTube channel. I talked about it. I talked about, you know, I'm running a business, yet I haven't really been focused on the income of the business, which is a little ridiculous. But I, I guess I got so wrapped up in creating content and connecting and... Uh, not coming off like a douchebag that I sort of backed off of the actual sales portion of it. Plus sales scared me. I didn't want to be the douchebag that, you know, I didn't want to be the next shirtless guy that was like, come buy my program, you know, like come do it. Um, but I've, I've learned through talking with friends and some people that I look at as mentors and, and you that if I have the ability to start making money from this, I can actually impact more, do more, um, affect more people and I'm very excited that something that I have been working on for literally four years now has a, a name it now has a intention what it's done uh, for many people now but now in a group fashion I guess the first time that it was actually launched out of the 11 people 10 of those people they saw incredible results and you know what let me do it I got this list I want to read some stuff off real quick I took my headphones off because it's squeezing my ears The one that the dogs have chewed up? Yeah. It's on your desk. That's our life, folks. How we identify things is how chewed up it is by the dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. And that's it right there. No, I want to talk about I want to talk about what happened with them because it's one thing to be like, it's a great program. Come check it out. But um there were there were many things that, that these people did, and I was super happy for them. Um, one person gained calorie awareness. One person lost six pounds, another eight, another 12. Uh, somebody gained nutritional awareness. Uh, somebody uh, no longer has any more back pain. Uh, one person that had a surgery uh, in their chest, they had a lot of tension and pain. They no longer have it. Um, increased confidence, body's ability uh has improved, no longer hates training, 
went from 10, the ability to do 10 push-ups to 35 push-ups in one sitting, and that was in three weeks. Somebody lost four pant sizes. Somebody did my fitness pal every single day for 30 days. Um, somebody started going to therapy because of it. Somebody did 50 push-ups in a row, which they had never done in their life. Um, a handful of people made content about their journey. Uh, one person proved the youngins wrong. Uh, one had a life-changing event happened and they still went through the program. One did every single, actually more than one, did every single training session that I provided. Um, and uh, one worked through an injury. There was many, many more things like that. But I took note of what these people did. And it just felt so damn good mm -hmm. to be on the opposite side of it and to watch the growth of those people. Uh, five, four of them plus one more person went on to my 60-day full body group challenge. And I'm starting another one January 4th. And ultimately, it's going to be weekly, weekly Zoom calls. And it's worked really, really well. I knew it would. It was a theory up until this point. And um, I'm just so damn excited for those people. And I'm excited for you to join. So if you want to do it, January 4th, it's popping off. I have a prep week. So if you want to join now, there's a link in the description below. 30-day um, full body group challenge. It's actually in the description of every single video that you'll see me put out. Um, basically all of my social media platforms. But I'm excited about it. it. It is going to be the way that I run probably 90% of my business. And it is a big, big push of 2021 uh, for what I'm going to do. I have plans to launch one every single month. And it's basically a group of five to 15 people. And I'm just very, very excited. I'm creating marketing content. It feels correct. And I remember when I first started as a trainer, it felt kind of dirty and I didn't like sales, but I've done, the, I've done it the correct way and I'm very happy about it. Um, I'm happy about the balanced time that we now have. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm happy for sure. I'm happy with you. I'm, I'm happy with what we're doing, and I feel like I feel like everything that we're doing is adding up to creating a happier life, mm -hmm. while also benefiting many other people. Which is, what more could you ask for? Yeah, I agree. Well, that felt good. Yeah, I think that's a good. It's a good place stopping to end point. It. Yeah. Agreed, because we're about to hop on a live stream. Yep. Thank you. I appreciate you sliding by. I love you so much. By the way, you know, there's a video version of this. If you are listening to this. Check out the BTYE podcast on YouTube. There's a link in the description below if you're listening to this on iTunes, Spotify, anywhere. Uh, you can watch this, watch this if you're feeling squirrely. And if you're watching it and tired of looking at our faces, you can catch us on pretty much any uh, podcast platform you would like to that is correct. find us on. Look at you plugging over there, you guys. <laughs> we love you. And we'll talk to you next week. This has been the Better Than Yesterday Everyday Podcast. We want to thank you for listening and invite you to subscribe to the show as well. And follow Matt Lane Fitness on YouTube. Until next time, you don't have to be perfect. Just be better than yesterday every day. What? Somebody in the 60-day full body group challenge has now lost a total of 50.4 pounds. Wow. Granted, they did start working a little bit uh, before but about in two and a half months. Wow. Holy crap.